Welcome to Global Outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to our podcast today. We have another opportunity to visit with our dear friend, Dean Braxton. He is one of the blessed people that has had an experience of going to heaven and coming back to tell about it. I believe it's an end time sign that so many people are having these kind of experiences so that people can get a hold of the reality of heaven, the reality that it's not just this life, it's all about eternity, and it's all about the love of God. We want to welcome back our friend, Dean Braxton. We're glad that you're with us today. Uh, We want to invite people to go to your website, deanbraxton.com, where you have your books that you've written, and there's there's the hard copy kind and the ebook, and there's even audio books. We we first got introduced with through one of your audio Audiobooks, books, yes. uh-huh. Deep Worship in Heaven. It, it, it's powerful, powerful. And then you have the book In Heaven, and what it feels like to die. And your wife Marilyn's testimony is a woman's stand. And you have a children's book out there. I need you there, sang the king. And it's about moments in yeah. heaven. So, um, and there's also a video that was produced by the Seven Hundred Club with your actual testimony of your doctor, how you were really, really dead for a long time, (laughs) an hour and 45 minutes. So it's well documented that you really, really died and that you really, really are here with us today. And we welcome you. Thank you so much for being with us. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's great to be with both of you. I've I've enjoyed my conversations with you and and my time with you. So (laughs) You know, like like you said earlier, you know, it's like we've always known each other. It's that's, true. That's it does have that yeah. feel to it. So yeah. the last podcast that we did, we talked a, a little about um, what it's like to die and what your experience was. Um, but I, I would like for you to um, tell us more about the things that you I- experienced in, in relationship to our Father. Because the born-again experience is really all about become coming into relationship and we've we've so been shortchanged in this life mm, yeah. uh, so many people have mm-hmm. just thought that that uh, that praying that sinner's prayer will get you to heaven and they've totally missed the opportunity to really know God to really know him and yeah. walk in relationship yeah. with him and and have his impact in their daily moment by moment life we, we can have that through the Holy mm. Spirit we can have that we can we can hear his voice we can walk with him. We can talk with him. And that's that's a, a picture of the, the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, you know, where he said, thy kingdom come, come kingdom, yes. thy yeah. will be, be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, in heaven, it's that way. You're walking with yeah. him. You're talking with him. You're, yeah. He's all around you. T- tell us all that, that the Holy Spirit leads you about that. It, isn't it even even in the flowers and the animals and the trees? It, isn't everything just... Uh, tell us. Tell us. What, what, what did you experience? Well, you know, it's, um, I, I love that you opened up with that because a lot of people want me to talk about heaven and talk about the the things that I experienced there in the mountains, the grass, the colors and all those, and they're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. They're, they're more beautiful than you could ever really describe mm-hmm. in, in our English language. But I always tell people I didn't go to heaven 
because I was going to heaven. I was going to be with the Father in Jesus. That's why I went to heaven. Uh, I even, when I first came back, Sharon and, and Phil, I would say I was with the Father in Jesus. And people would say, well, weren't you in heaven? I'd say, yes. And inside of me, I was sad when, when they would uh, ask that question because I was thinking, you don't get it. Heaven's not heaven without the Father in Jesus. Right. Yeah. You know, if you don't have the Father and you don't have Jesus Christ, you don't have heaven. And I know mm-hmm. some people say, what about the Holy Spirit? He was on the inside of me. He, he had not left me when I entered into go. that realm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know sometimes people think he's not there. He's there because you're there. And and Beautiful. and literally, he's going to be with you forever. And so you might as well get used to that. I always tell people, you might as well get used to it. God's going to be with you forever. He lives on the inside of you. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, <laughs> so and you saying that, it's really great that you, you open up like that because it is about Jesus and the Father. And I, I, I wanted to be where Jesus was. I, you know, mm. I just didn't want to be in a place. I wanted to be with a person. Mm. That's what I really wanted more than anything else. And I can remember coming up on that person. And I did just like the Bible said, we're going to do every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I went down on my hands and knees before my Lord. And I praised him. I gave him glory. You know, really the first words I said that were praised for, to him and, and for me where you did this for me. And what I was really saying during that moment was, the only reason I'm here, the only reason I'm in, in your presence, the only reason I'm existing is because of what you have done. I was like, I was emptied. I was literally empty. If anything I would have brought up that would have justified me being there was gone. The only reason I was there is because of what he had done. And I just remember looking at his feet because I was bowing down when, when those that, that statement came to me. And I remember looking at his feet, and I remember they looked just like John said. I used to tell people they were like uh, 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 different metals, you know. And then I found out that bronze later on was made of different metals. And I didn't know that at the time, I, mm. you know, when I used to describe that to people. And they're beautiful feet. They're beautiful, you guys. They're, I tell mm. you, they're more beautiful than you can imagine. But it wasn't the beauty of the feet that got me. It was the love from the feet that was coming off his feet. Wow. <laughs> and it, his feet was loving me. Yeah. His feet were loving me. And, uh. and and people, you know, they want me to describe what he looks like, his face, his arms, his legs and everything. And I do that because people ask. But I'll be honest with you. I want to stay looking at his feet. Mm. <laughs> it didn't matter if I saw another portion of Jesus Christ because his feet loved me. And I don't know if people understand when I say that, mm-hmm. what that really means to me, because this is a portion of a person's body that I didn't never think I would ever receive any th- affection from, you know, uh, maybe a hand to touch me and that would show affection or a smile from the face which show, or a hug from the arm, but the feet, mm-hmm. you know, the feet love me. Wow. It was like, whoa, that was so, uh, uh, you know, uh, what do you say? Uh, I was so grateful. I was so, uh, I wouldn't say overwhelmed because you're never overwhelmed in heaven. You just accept it, you know, but the reality of it. And and then, you know, I marveled at when I looked farther up his legs, they loved me. I could mm. not, not see the love of that Jesus had for me through his being, through his body. It wasn't his body, you know, looked a certain way that loved me. It wasn't his body was this tall or this color that loved me it was his body loved me period Mm. and it didn't matter if i just looked at his thumb what i would see (laughs) from that thumb was love for me and it was like 
so every portion of his being loved me. And mm. I, you know, I know people love to, me to describe, does he look this way? Does he look this way or that? Way. But I'm telling you, when you're mm. in his presence, it's not about how he looks. It isn't. That's the farthest thing from your thinking. What it is about is his love for you. That's yeah. really what it's about. And the Bible says, I like to read the scripture because I, I, I think this scripture really uh, probably sums it up better than anything when we when we when we go to the Bible and uh, and, and you, people have read it before. It's in Romans the eighth chapter, but I want to read it. I just feel like reading it right now is very important for somebody out there. But this scripture here in Romans the eighth chapter, I believe starting at the thirty seventh verse, tells you what I experienced when I was with the Father and Jesus in heaven, and. I, I just I just love it because of the what it says. It says this Romans the eighth chapter thirty seven through thirty nine, and this is for someone out there. You need to know this because this was coming through his toes. This was coming through his ankles. This was coming through his hands. You know the the nail prints are there. The all the things that John talks about are there. But this is what I was experiencing. No, and all these things we're more than conquerors to him who love us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor anything, any power, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's what I was experiencing. All that this scripture is saying, I was experiencing through looking at Jesus, just looking at him. Someone asked me one time, did he hug me? Every thing about him was hugging me mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow did, 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 did he actually touch you i'm gonna tell you he didn't have to because everything about him was touching me wow. I, I, I don't know how to explain that just being in his presence and being at his feet and receiving that love he has for me was just something else and i can remember looking into his eyes i finally looked into his eyes and they're fiery red, like John said. They're so they're beautiful, more beautiful than you could imagine. But again, yeah. you're not looking at the the physical portion of Jesus. You're, that's the, the least amount, to be honest with you. I know it's the top here on the planet, but it's the least amount in heaven. You're experiencing Him, and when I looked into His eyes and I saw the love He has for me, you know, even now, uh, you know, it still takes my breath away to wow. think about it. But when I saw that love, I, I, I. The best way for me to describe it is I'm an eternal being. I will live forever. When you become born again, whether you realize it or not, you're an eternal being. You'll live forever. There's no death no more. Your body will die, but you'll never die. And when I looked into his eyes and I saw that love he has for me, all I could think of is that his love would outlast me. The, hmm. the best way for me to describe wow. it is in a term wow. that doesn't really exist in heaven. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But his love would outlast me. Because I'm an eternal being. How can his love outlast me if I'm an eternal being? But the best way I can describe it is his love would outlast me. It was more than I could ever think of. And it was like by the time I thought about him loving me, he loved me more. Most of us don't realize it. <laughs> wow. We think God just loves us and that's just it. No, he loves you more every moment. You know how the Bible says his mercies are new every mm -hmm. morning. He loves you more every moment. By the time you think and feel and, and sharing that, that he loves you, that's old news. He loves you more than that. <laughs> Beautiful. Somebody uh, needs to hear that. You know, uh, 
there's times when I just wish, you know, we would let people to the, the people go through so many different things. And I just ask the Lord sometimes, I say, Lord, just show up and love them. Because yeah. I know that perfect love, what? Cast, Cast out, out fear. fear. Yeah. And so whatever's going on in a person's life, you know what I mean? If Jesus shows up and just loves them, doesn't have to say nothing. Doesn't have to say no mm-hmm. words. Just his presence loves them. I know it'll be all right. Mm-hmm. You know, and in some situations, that's the best. That's the best to me. The best is Jesus showing up. And I ask him, I said, Jesus, just show up. Just show up in their lives. You know, and I mean literally show up. I don't mean just that they feel him. I mean literally show up. Yes. Where they can experiencing him. That's what yeah. I'm asking, you know. And so yeah. um and so I share that with you because I tell people all the time, I didn't go to heaven just to go to a place. I went to be with a person. And when I yeah. when I was there with that person, Jesus Christ, oh man, even now just sharing it with you. And and I knew Jesus Christ loved me. I, I always knew he loved me. And the magnitude that I experienced it, I'm telling you right now, it, it was more than I that I could could say in these English words, you know. Wow. And and it, it's like every breath, you know. Uh, I say this about the Father because I want to move on to Him and the love for Him because, yeah, guys, just if if there was one area above all the areas of heaven that impact to be greater than anything else, it would be what I'm getting ready to share now. Okay. Um, and all of it impacted me. Okay, if 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 we go to the tallest building, okay, that would be the bottom of the least impacting thing <laughs> that impacted me. Okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this what I'm sharing now probably resonates in my heart in the sense of why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Here I am before the Father. Someone asked me, "Were you real close to the Father?" You first come to realize He lives on the inside of you. So it's not a closeness like we think a closeness is. I was close to him because he lived on the inside of me. I could be close to him because he was outside of me also, but he lived on the inside of me and I knew how close he was. I remember looking at the throne and where he was. And I remember it was like, even though it, a distant wise, it seemed far. It was like I could, I could literally see his face like I was standing in front of him. You know, maybe because the eyesight there is, 10 times greater than it would be here. <laughs> so, mm, yeah. so I didn't feel like I was distanced from him. It wasn't like I was like miles away from him. I felt like I was right next to him, you know? Wow. And I just remember him smiling at me. I'll never forget the smile that I saw from the father when he smiled at me. And I felt like that was that well done, that good and faithful servant. Mm. That's what I felt like when he, he didn't verbally say it, but the smile said it, you know? Wow. And in the smile, I, I got something else. It was like, I made it. You made it. <laughs> like he was so proud. I made it. Wow. <laughs> you know, I got that from the father. That, wow. you know, uh, uh, I got from the father. Um, but then I looked into his eyes and he does have eyes and they're beautiful. Uh, please don't ask me how to describe them because, I, you know, I could describe Jesus' eyes using what John said, you know, in Revelations. I have nothing nothing, no thing on earth to come close to wow. try to describe the, the eyes of the father. Wow. I knew it was, the substance was love, period. Okay. That I can tell you that, but his speech was love and, and, and everything about him was love. So, you know, that's just, that's just in itself. Awesome. You know, but the thing that, that, that got me is when he looked at me, 
with his eyes. And I, I all of a sudden I knew how important I was to him. Mm. I, I knew it. It wasn't that I thought I was important. Man, it's it's getting me even saying it right now. But I knew how important I was to him. It was oh. it wasn't like you're important because you did this and you're important because you did that. I was just important to him. You know, and that was really something to me. And then I, I knew I was so important and and, and I'm I don't want to make another doctrine. I don't want to go outside of what Jesus Christ did because, you know, the love for my Lord Jesus is great in me. But I want you to understand something. I came to understand John 3.16 in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, you know. And the what stood out to me was the beginning of it, for God so loved the world. All of a sudden, I came to understand he loved me before he gave his son. He gave his son because he loved me, but he loved me before he gave his son. Mm-hmm. And so then I, I, I thought about it. You know, if Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane would not have done what he was supposed to do, because, you know, he got there and he, three times he said, you know, not my will, but your will be done. That's what he said. Everything I've ever looked at said, he had a choice there, you know, mm-hmm. and he yeah. could have chose something else, but he chose Jesus. to do what the father said. You know, he knew what the impact, but the earlier I talked about taking, you think about he, he getting ready to die on the cross and he's going to have to feel the pain of everybody's pain ever, whether they come to know Jesus Christ or not, mm-hmm. he's going to feel their pain still. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and a few of us are going to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. A lot of us not going to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but he's going to feel the pain, and he knew that. Mm-hmm. He knew it. He knew what was going to happen, and that's the physical pain. We're not talking about what he had to pay in the sense of the spiritual stuff. I don't even think we really understand the spiritual uh, discomfort he went through on that cross wow. because wow. now he's taking all of our sins. He's taking everybody's filthiness and putting it on his own body. Everybody's, not a few people, everybody, Everybody's. even people that ain't even been born yet. Yeah, and he'd <laughs> never experienced even, any of that uh, himself uh, before because he'd never sinned. He, he never did. Yeah. He never sinned. But he took Jezebel's stuff, Saul's oh. stuff. I mean, oh. everybody's. Wow. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Think about <laughs> that. In the garden. Manasseh. Yeah. 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 Everybody, you know, oh. even people we don't know. Every every uh, uh, dictator, every Hitler, everybody. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, wow. and he's in the garden. He says, not my will, but your will be done. And he knew he was going to pay all that and have to go through wow. all that discomfort. And but if he he said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. You know what that looks like. I can't tell you. I can guess what you know, what his will would have been, you know, uh, but the reality of it, I don't know. He wanted God's will, and that's what God said had to be done, or the Father said they had to be done. But listen to this. I came to understand some, but if Jesus Christ chose another way, he did not choose to go to the cross. My father, when I looked into his eyes, would have found another way to redeem me. Mm. Wow. He loved me that much. Mm. I'm glad it went through Jesus Christ. I'm glad Jesus Christ did what he was he did. Yeah. But I, yeah. I came to understand the love for me by God Almighty was greater than Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now it goes through Jesus, just like I read earlier. That love comes through him because of what he did. But my father loved me. And I just remember thinking, wow, 
and, and even coming back on the planet and, and laying in my bed later on, you know, in the hospital room when I meditate on these things, I just realized that every breath I take and everybody, you're, you're all in the same boat with me. Every breath you take when you breathe in is your father saying, I love you. Wow. He, it literally That's is. It's not, it's not a symbol. It's not something that sounds good. But every breath you take in mm. is God saying, I love you. Literally, that's what he's saying. Wow. So you think how many times you breathe air into your body, <laughs> even when you're unconsciously doing it without even realizing it. God's still telling you he loves you. Beautiful. And so that's what I came to realize. That impacted me. So when, when I go out and I minister to people, and I get to minister to all kinds of people, um, because of the story, like you said, it's been documented. It's it's very strong. It's been vetted by so many people. You know, people, I died. You know, I always tell people I, pro- I can prove I died. That's the easy part. Hour and 45 minutes, that's what the medical records say. That's not Dean Braxton. That's not somebody verbally saying that. It's documented it that way. Hmm. So I get to go everywhere because people want to, everybody's going to die sooner or later. And so people want to know what it's like to die. Yeah. And so I get, wow. to, I mean, I get to go everywhere. When I say everywhere, I can't think of all the different places that I've got to go and share the story of what it was like to die. And and a lot of people don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you know, different denominations. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all kinds of things. And people say, why do you do it? I saw his love. I saw his love. I know his love for the people. I, I don't have to guess at it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to wonder what if he wow. loves you. I don't have to. To, to, to say, well, he may love you. I know he loves you. Mm-hmm. I know it. There's a difference. I know how important he, you are to him. You know, I know it. There's a difference. There's, there's no. So my little bit, and I look at it as a very little bit of doing what I'm doing on this planet <laughs> is nothing compared to the love he has for you. And mm-hmm. if I can just be a grain of sand on the beach of the love that he has for you. I'm willing to be that grain of sand. You know what I mean? So that's what this, that impacted me. So people say, what will you do this? And you do that. And he provides, you know, people, I I don't have to beg for people to help me or anything. He he provides, he he provides in the resources so I can do the things, you know, and, 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 and he wants it more than I do. And I don't mind because there's so many of you been out there praying that this loved one comes to know Jesus, that loved one comes. And if I'm the the person that's going to go forward to reach that person, I'm going forward. And it doesn't get, don't think this is for me to get a badge. Nah, you know, it's not for me to get a badge because I'm going to tell you right now, I looked into his eyes and I know one thing, that if Jesus Christ did not do what he was supposed to do, my father would have still redeemed me. My father would have still came after me. He would have still sought me. Wow. And wow. so uh, there's nothing I can do to earn that. But if I can share with somebody out there this love that he has for them and, and bring it to reality and their lives be changed and they get to go home. They get to go home to be with their father forever. They get to be with their family forever. And get to and get to experience family the way God wants it to be. They get to be everything that God created them to be without any resistance, mm-hmm. without anything stopping them from being the fullness of what God had put them on, on to to exist 
rather. Uh, I, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. But I also know it doesn't earn me a thing because I've already got it. You know, that great pearl that they say, you, you sell everything and get the great pearl. I know what that is. I don't have to guess anymore. I don't have to wonder what it is. I know that it is that love that, yeah. Je- that Jesus Christ and the Father has for us, that he implanted himself by the Holy Spirit within us because he loves us. I mean, wow. you know, so that's Sharon and Phil. And you can tell it still emotionally gets me mm-hmm. yeah. because you guys, I'm not talking about something that I think happened. I saw it. I was yeah. there. Yeah. I experienced it. And it doesn't matter if anybody else believes Since... me or not. It doesn't matter at all. I still get to go home to be with my father and Jesus, <laughs> you know, Beautiful. and, uh, you know, that's what, that's what helps me because I, I, I tell people I'm on my way home. <laughs> you know, this is the pathway my father tells me as I am going home, but I am on my way home. That's where I'm going. Don't get me wrong. I'm like Paul. I have my eyes fixed on the prize and I am headed home. I get to tell people about Jesus as I am headed home. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> mm, Can I ask a question? What would you say for like you're going through a grocery store, Walmart, something like that? You know, to someone you know, maybe they're not a believer. What What would you say to recommend for people to say to someone to introduce the love of God to them? You know, just when you only have a a moment, you got people in line behind you. You just say something, and then you go. What What would you say to them? Well, that's good. That's a good question, and and I know how individually, um, how I put it. Everybody, God created love for everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not a blanket love. It's individually tailored made. And so for me, Phil, this is what I would do. If someone was ahead of me and, and the Lord wanted me to show them their love, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's their love. I get the opportunity to be the carrier of that love that God created for them uh, at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he wants to show them. And I just listen to the spirit of God and uh-huh. I do exactly what he tells me to do. Yeah. Okay. It's not a feeling. It's not a, a, a pre-plan most of the time. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you know, it's just being obedient and doing what he told tells me to do and not looking at their reaction because sometimes their reaction may not be what I think it should be. Okay. <laughs> okay yes. But being <laughs> obedient to what the father says mm-hmm. to give, because we don't know how many people that their reaction it will uh-huh. be a uh, maybe what we look at as a negative reaction, but it's it's a, what we just gave them was life. I don't know uh-huh. how many people that God has had me talk to over the years that they were contemplating taking their lives. Mm. Wow. Well, okay, I didn't yeah. know that. I wouldn't have known that. I didn't. I don't have that type of insight. He didn't did the discernment of that, but they were contemplating. But I was obedient enough to do what God told me to do, and tell them. And then hear them later on, because they're not going to tell you at the moment. Oh, it's really good to tell yeah. you. Know, most people not. But they tell you later on when they settle down. I was I was at the moment of not, I was, you know, take take my life. Mm. And oh. and so your words helped me not to take my life. And, or I was going to go take someone else's life. Mm. Sometimes people are out to kill somebody else. Yeah. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. and I and those are extremes, but I listen mm-hmm. to the Holy Spirit and then I pour out that love that God has for them. It's their love. And, yeah. you know, like when I prayed for you guys, you know, I prayed for you before. I, I always hear it like this, Bill. All right. This is my daughter or this is my son. 
That's what the father tells me. And then I look at it as now I get the privilege of being in the middle to intercede for my father's daughter and son. Mm-hmm. That's yes. how I look at it's it. Beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then I think he he wants it. He wants it for you guys more than I more than I want it. And mm-hmm. I want it greatly, but he wants it more than that. So that person, let's say in the grocery store, it might be you, you just touch them on the shoulder. You know, we impart life through touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know today and age, you know, they're trying to, but we impart <laughs> life through touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. uh, our presence, it may be that you're not supposed to be in, um, and, and I'm telling you this because God is God. He knows how to react and move in so many different ways. And so we can't limit it or have in one direction. It may have been you were going to stand in line behind this person and the Holy Spirit led you to stand in line behind this other person. Not maybe even yeah. to touch them, but yeah. just your presence because right. of the, the presence of God around you. Mm-hmm. They needed to feel that presence of, of that at that moment. Some wow. of us don't realize, yeah. you know, we all shine that are born again. And yeah. if you shine, that means there's a radiance coming from you. Mm-hmm. Okay. That means you may not can see it. Sometimes little kids can see it. Dogs can, cats and animals see it a lot. To be honest, with you. <laughs> but you may not be able to see it, but but the reality of it, you are shining, and that sh- you get someone else into that shine, and mm. and and the glory of God burns off whatever was there on them. Oh, wow. somebody better grab what I just said there. That's awesome. You know, it, it reminds I think, me. I go ahead. It reminds me of uh, of well, what it sounds like to me is that you are have entered into the the ministry of Jesus. And Jesus' ministry was all about, I, I do nothing except I see my father do it. I say nothing except I hear my father say it. And I, I feel like what, what you have done in, in your, what, what God has done in you because of your experience, because of, of experiencing his love, it's like a tr- it's, it, it's renewed your mind. It's transformed your mind to have the mind of Christ because that's mm-hmm. all Jesus went around doing. He went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he would destroy the works of the devil. And the, the, the works of the devil yeah. begin with lies and deception yeah. and, and, you know, stealing, killing, and destroying. And and what you're doing by by keeping this this continuous relationship going with the presence of God, you're, you're participating in the ministry of Jesus in the earth. You're keeping it going like, like part of his body. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we're supposed to be. Yeah. 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 That's a good, it's, uh, you know, it's nice to find somebody first, that's engaging in it. Well, you know, to be honest with you, when I first came back on the planet, uh, my goal was to get my checklist done and get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I figured, God, you have certain tasks for me to do. I don't know what they all are, but I'm going to check them off so I can get out of here. And uh, my son recognized that in me. My youngest son, uh, he recognized that in me and confronted me about it about a year, maybe a year and a half later. And he said, Dad, it just seems like you want to get out of here. You just seem to be doing getting out of here. And he was right. You know, (laughs) I didn't say it, but that's what I was doing, you know. And he said, well, can't you go back and be the man you used to be? Because, you know, I wasn't, I did, I did, I was not a terrible person when this happened to me. I wasn't, I wasn't having all these issues and I needed to go to heaven so I can straighten my life out. 
Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> things were going really well for me on the planet. Okay. Uh, and, and I was ministering and I was enjoying the things that God was doing in my life. And so, um, uh, my son confronted me and he wanted me to be the dad that I was before because the dad that I, that I came back, I was disengaged from him and my wife and others. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't mean to him. I wasn't, I was disengaged from them. Wow. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. A, and so oh. uh, I remember going to the Lord and, and because he asked me to pray and I didn't want to because I was so free. You got to be free to know that your works don't get you anything. And you can do them because you love Jesus is freedom. You know, I, I, I want this crown. Every crown I get, I'll give it back to Jesus because Jesus is the greatest. I, there's nothing greater. There's nothing higher than him. There's no pleasure in heaven that you're going to enjoy more than Jesus. I'm yeah. going to tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. you wow. know, everything's going to be good. It's going to look good, but you're not going to enjoy it as much as you're going to enjoy Jesus and the Father. I'm telling you, by the by the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of you. Okay. But here I am, my son telling me, and, and he said, well, can you pray about it? And I only said I would pray about it because he was so sad. He was crying when he was telling me this. He oh, was, my. Wow. He was crying because he wanted his dad to be like, and I just remember after he left my room, I looked up to heaven. I said, Father, I said, Father, how do I do this? And I said, Jesus, how do I do this? You know, how do I walk on this planet? That's what my words were. You know, because I, I don't look at myself as being a part of the planet. I look at myself as walking on it, you know. And I and Jesus said this to me. He said, do it the way I did. That's mm-hmm. all he said. I heard him say, do it the way I did. And I and I, and I kind of cocked my head to the side and thought, we all supposed to be doing it the way you did. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> he didn't give me a new revelation. He didn't tell me, you know, you got to do this, do this. He just said, do it the way I did. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, that's the way we all, us that are born again, know Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. That's the way we all are supposed to be. We're supposed to be doing it the way Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And how did he did it? Just the same way you said. He didn't do anything unless he first saw his father do it. Yes. Is Beautiful. that cool? Is that cool? Amen. Amen. You know, he didn't say anything unless the father told him to. And I and I have a saying, and you know I don't know I don't know if you've heard it before. I have the easy part. That's what I always tell people. I have the easy part. I just do what he says. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so that begs a question. Like, you... That begs a question. Go ahead. If Jesus only ever did what he saw his father oh, doing. Dear. Now I've never thought this before. It just came to me. What did he see his father doing? when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane? My, my only, uh, what do you say, answer to that would be the closest I came to that type of decision. And that was when I was with my father and Jesus in heaven. People always said you didn't have a choice. All right? And I told people, I had a choice. I chose not to have. Say that again. When Jesus said, no, it's not your t-, I had a choice. I chose not to have one. When Jesus said to me, no, it's not your time. Go back. I felt like I could have looked to, to, to the left here and seen my choice. Choice one is, no, I'm staying. Choice two is, no, I'm going to do what you want me to do. Okay? Mm. But I decided that I wouldn't even try to make those choices. I 
just said to myself, why wouldn't I do what you want me to do? That's, it went to a hard thing. It was like, you did all this for me. Why wouldn't I do what you want me to do? And I left. I'm just letting you know. If people say, well, you chose. I just wanted to do what he wanted me to do. All I can say in the Garden of Gethsemane during that time, what Jesus came down to, if this is what my father wanted, this is what I saw my father doing, I wanted to do what he wanted me to do. Yeah. I, I just wonder if he saw his father going through the agonies of... Oh, yeah. You know, the father would have had to go through the agony. Yeah. Just like Jesus one. goes through our agonies. Oh, that's all. Wow, wow. I never thought of it that way. I, I you wow. know, you... You, yeah. you think you think kind of, of of how they separated at that at that point, you know, at the cross, you know, my God, mm-hmm, my God, mm-hmm. why hast thou forsaken me? And 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 you know, but what what did what did he and see that, the Father do? And that separation, if you think about it, the separation, really came when death came, when he gave up the spirit. That's when the, when the separation came. Okay. And because he had to pay for us, he, he literally had to, uh, what do you say, go through the agony of this. And both of them, you know, both of them pain, it, it, you know, your separation from anybody. Mm. This is good because you, you just <laughs> opened up a door. Mm-hmm. We never think that God knows what it's like to be separated. You know, like we are when someone dies. Mm-hmm. But you think about what would the father felt? when the son was separated from him. Yeah. The same distance that we would feel. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Uh, so I know it's, you say, no, God couldn't do that. It's a, I'm telling you, you know, uh, the reality of it, he understands everything we go through. Yeah. yeah. The Bible uh, says Jesus felt all our infirmities, so he would know that. Right. Wow. But the bottom line is that, yeah, that, you know, I go back to that and you're, you're, this is sharing probably for you now at assignment to look even deeper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to press let's, in let's, for let's this put one. Let's it this way. Oh. It's a realm. It's a realm. Yes. It's a realm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 You know, we, we have a plaque on our wall in our in our house you know it's jesus you know more of a serious looking look and and it's the caption mm-hmm. says i never said it would be easy i only said it would be worth it yeah. you know, and i look yes. at that often you know so you saw something of what he went through can you share that oh, with yeah. us yeah when i was at his feet and i remember starting to look up um Boy, when I started to look up at him, it was like all of a sudden I was there where he was, uh, at where, the, where he was, you know, being crucified. I was there. Um, number of things that got me later on is I'm thinking the cross wasn't that high. He wasn't that high up in the air. It was closer to the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was maybe a foot or two foot at the most above the ground where we, you know, on the and the, some of the crosses, we have them way up in the air. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost uh, what, four or five or six feet up sometimes. He wasn't that high. Yeah. Uh, he was very much shredded. Um, shredded. It, literally to the point that, 
that he was, I mean, his skin was like hanging off of him. Um, it wasn't like uh, just a little whipping here and there. It was like he was ripped apart, like strips of paper, you know, mm-hmm. uh, ripped apart. Um, you know, that's, that's, you know, one of the things that, that really got me. And the other thing that got me was when he, he, his heart pumped, his, his blood didn't drip out, it sprayed out, mm. you know, of, of him. Um, wow. You know, wow. I, I, like a mist, like a mist came out of him, mm. you know, and that really, really got me. So, you know, he was tore up. He was not, you know, most people don't realize in Isaiah, the 52nd chapter, the 14th and 15th yeah. verse, I like mm-hmm. it in the New English translation, it literally says this is how he was beaten in such a manner that he was unrecognizable as a human being. That's wow. how bad he was bitten. And that's what I saw on the cross. That I didn't know that. I didn't have no idea that that took place until uh, I, it was like, all of a sudden, this is what you did for me. You, mm-hmm. you went through all of this so that wow. I could be here. Wow. You know, and so it was really something to see that later on, you know, I did some research and I found out the crosses weren't high up in the air. Matter of fact, they kept them close to the ground so the animals could literally rip the bodies off of the, um, the um, you know, the crosses and eat them. Oh, That's what they my. did it for, you know. Oh, my. Um, wow. So nobody was really way up in the air like we see sometimes in the movies and things like that, oh, you my. know, because the the you know, the jackals and wolves, whatever they had at that time would come and they come at nighttime and they, you know, the split. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And eat, and eat these guys. And so, so that was thing. And then, and then if you think about when Jesus um, was turned over to the Roman court, uh, the Roman court was made up of, uh, uh, according to what my research showed me, what, 500 to 600 guys. Mm. And it said that he was beaten by the Roman court. So that's more than three or four people. That's uh, 500 to 600 people beaten him. And nobody's going to come out of that looking any any good. And then we know when he was whipped, you know, that the whip that he was whipped with was had all kind of metal and bone, yeah. and, and that's going to rip just that's that's just going to leave a scar. That's going to rip skin off. Yeah, you know. So what I saw, you know, can be, you know, what do you say? There's a number of ways that that can be ended up because being beaten by five to six hundred men, you're going to be marred. You know, being whipped, you're going to be marred. And so there's a number of things that said, yeah. And and um, I came to understand the only reason he was nailed to the cross was not because of, uh, you know, the Bible said that that's what's going to, he's going to be pierced and that's going to happen to him. But the reality of it is that was the enemy, you know, the demonic world nailing him up there because they didn't want him to come down. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't mm-hmm. want him tied up wow. there. Yeah. Because the ropes would not hold him. So we yeah. better nail him to this cross. You wow, know? Wow. So that, you know, I can't understand that. And, uh, and, and all saying that, you know, like I said earlier, you know, he died your physical pain, but you think the worst was he became a curse for you. Yeah. You know, so he, he, he literally took that uh, so that you could live forever yeah. and, and be with the father and him forever. And, and the father had to experience that, you know, you know, but that's what I really, I saw it. And I saw it, you know, and I saw the, I saw a lot. There was a lot. So, I mean, I, I, I haven't not uh, probably described the scene in detail due to the fact that that's not an area that God has had me go in, but I saw a whole lot, you know, yeah. uh, the people there and what was going on with people and how people were acting and, 
things like that. And, but I was thinking, you did this for me? Yeah, me. You did this for me. That's how I was thinking. You know, of. I'm pretty convinced that every kind of abuse that people ever, ever suffer, that he had to suffer that. Mm -hmm. So whatever kind yeah. of abuse people have had to suffer, he already suffered. Yeah. So take yeah. it, whoever's listening. If if you've been abused, if some if someone has done something horrible to you, Jesus already did it for you to deliver you. He did it for you out of his love for you. So did did you feel did you feel love coming from those shreds? Did you feel love coming from those wounds? As you as you observed him, I, I felt um, I felt justification. Oh, wow! You know, that's what I felt like. I was justified. You know, wow. Uh, even even in heaven, you know, um, you know, every scar, every you know, the nail prints and all that. You know, the Bible says he's he interceding for us, or he's ever present before God, interceding for us. You know how the Bible says that, and we think he's praying and advocating. It, it, you know, he's not doing that like we think in prayer like that. But his very presence in heaven says you have the right to be there. Mm -hmm. So all of heaven cannot deny you being there because of what Jesus Christ is. You know, some people say going to the courts of God, and because of the courts of God you know, you get this because of what Jesus did. It, it's similar to that. But the reality of it is it, it, wherever he walks in heaven, wherever he presents himself in heaven, wherever he is, says Sharon has the right to be here. Mm. Mm. <laughs> no one could deny it. Wow. No one, not myself being there, not any other creation that being there, not even the father being there because of Jesus Christ and what he went through. And, and he presents himself. He's literally advocating for you because his very presence says you have the right to be there, period. Wow. Wow. Well, would you wrap this up with prayer for the people that are listening that they will get the download of these of these revelations of, of just going into deeper levels of understanding? Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, first of all, I thank you for my friends, um, Sharon and Phil, I thank you for how you're using them. I thank you, Lord, that you're raising them up for a time this time. Yeah, the, the world needs more light than ever before. And I thank you that you're shining them up to be even brighter than they've ever been before. And Lord, I thank you that you're giving them the wisdom. Yes, Lord, to be able to make the right decisions at the right time and take the right steps in the right direction. Father, I pray for each and every person that's listening. Father, I'm asking you to reveal yourself through the love of your son in a very personal way to each and every person that's listening. And as Phil says, if there's someone driving right now, I ask them to pull over because my father wants to pour out love on you like you've never experienced it before. Or if you're in your room or in somewhere, just close your eyes and let him love you. Yes. If you don't know Jesus Christ, this Lord and Savior, and you're saying, what is this going on? It's God loving you, and all he wants you to do is choose him. Just choose him, you know? Just tell him that you want him, and that ask him to forgive you, and he will He will manifest himself even greater than he's, you're experiencing right now. Jesus. And Father, there's those that need to be healed right now. They need a healing. They need a physical healing in their body. Father, show up with your son and engulf them within yes, you. Father. Bring them within you in the name of Jesus. 
Father, I thank you right now that there's some that they're being called to, to share your gospel even greater, yeah, in a greater way to, to more people. Father, yeah, just like you, you open that door for sharing with this whole thing around Garden Gethsemane, and you're going to give her more understanding of that area. They were open doors also in certain areas to, today. Help them to move into those in that direction by your word so that they can be able to grasp what you're saying so that they may be that part of the body they're supposed to be, to share that which you have given them in the manner that they were created to share it. Father, I just thank you right now because this is your will. And I've read in your word that if I ask anything according to your will, you hear me. So I thank you for hearing me. And because you hear me, you said that I have my requests. So Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for all that I've asked. It will be done. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord. You would do exceedingly abundantly above anything that I ask or think. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank, thank you, you so much for being with us today yes. and for opening. Lord, thank you for opening our hearts and our spirits, Lord, to, to receive more. Yes, thank Lord. you. Thank you that as we mm. come into deeper understanding that that we'll become more effective and, yeah. and more, yes, more easily obedient to the Lord. Father, thank yes, you. Lord. Thank you for that. And we bless, we bless you, our brother Dean. Thank you so yes, much for amen. being with us. And thank you to all of our listeners. <laughs> I, I know we've gone a little longer than usual, but I didn't think that you would mind because this, this has been so good. So thank you, and we look forward to being with you again. And I know that you're going to come back and be with us, and, and we're going to talk about some more things of, of your heavenly perspective that you've gotten while, while you were in heaven that has impacted your walk on earth. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you both. Really enjoyed it. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye for now. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. <laughs>